0: How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 81 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we're doing a mailbag episode. Because uh, I felt like it, and uh, not much is going on, so I was like, hey, what are you guys thinking about right now? What's on your mind baseball-wise, A's-wise, anything-wise? So I uh, got some questions, going to answer those. Uh, also, today we are sponsored by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts you will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and let them know that we sent you. Um, before I get into the questions, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter, and you can email us any questions that you may have for future mailbag episodes to on at gmail.com. So our first question comes to a uh, comes to us from my boss. This one is from at Woodley Sean, and you can tell by the nature of the question that this one has been hounding him for. Years and years since Moneyball came out, I would assume. Um here it goes. It says, What team do you imagine the old head scout from Moneyball works for now? So where where is uh, Grady Fuson working right now? Uh that's his name, if you didn't know that. Uh also if you don't know which scout we're talking about, I I, I wrote down what I think the dialogue was from Moneyball where Billy Bean fires him, and it's uh the head scout or the uh, the head director of scouting, and Billy Bean talking to one another, and Billy Bean says, "I'm not going to fire you," and he says, "Fuck you, Billy," and he says, "Okay, now you're fired." Uh, that's the guy that we're talking about right here. So, uh, whatever happened to him? Uh, well, Grady Fuson, he was the uh, he he is the scout that was. That character, or that the character was based on at least. Um, I don't know if he was this mad about analytics or anything like that, but uh, maybe he was because he did leave the A's after 2001. So who's to say? Um, but he did start as an area scout for the Oakland A's in 1982 and served as the A scouting director from 95 to 2001. Uh, he then went on to the Rangers as their assistant GM and spent three seasons in charge of the Rangers scouting and player personnel. So, uh, he went just straight to the Rangers. And then, uh, from there, he went to San Diego from, uh, 2005 to 2009. And he just filled a similar role for the Padres. So good for him. And then, uh, then here's here's the twist, the Hollywood twist, if you will. He came back to Oakland. He's with the A's right now. He came back in 2010, and he is a special assistant to the GM. And in January, he was presented the Legends and Scouting Award by the Professional Baseball Scouts Foundation. So uh, that happened in January. So he's doing great work, and uh, good job for Grady. Yeah, that, that's that's the update. There you go, Sean. Now this next question, uh, at first, I believe I misread it, and I was like, oh, this one's an easy one, and then I was like, oh, no, there is a second part. So, uh, this one comes to us from at Baseball Gods 17 and that is, uh, what are Vimeo Machine's chances to make the 30-person roster and stay up all season? So, at first, I was like, 30-person roster, yeah, they, they traded Jorge Mateo, this, that cleared the way for him to make the roster, he's definitely going to be on the 30-person roster, uh, no problem whatsoever from there, but to stay on the uh the 26 man roster for the entirety of 2020 season uh that that gets a little more interesting i there i don't know actually (laughs) i did some work constructing what i thought the roster would be and it's uh, you know all of the people that we're expecting to see here in 2020 uh and i'll just name everybody real quick and then go from there so you got uh sean murphy matt olsen uh tony kemp matt chapman marcus Semyon. Robbie Grossman, Ramon Laureano, Stephen Biscotti, and then Chris Davis. That's your starting nine on any given day, presumably. And then on the bench, you got Chad Pender, Frank Lomboretto, uh, Austin Allen, and Mark Canna. I don't think that there's a, a player there that you're like, oh yeah, they're gone for sure. And that would give you 13 players on offense. So there's not a ton of wiggle room right there on offense. Uh, I, I think that it's really going to come down to the, the pitching staff, if we're being honest. Because if they need 13 guys or more perhaps uh i don't know if they can do more once it gets to 26 i know that uh the pitching limit is lifted for the first 30 i don't know if it is uh when you get to 26 uh maybe you can have 14 pitchers just because uh injuries and whatnot happen and if somebody gets hurt and you gotta blow out your bullpen then that's a whole another issue because uh covid season yeah um yeah so uh I'll run down the pitchers here real quick. You got Mike Fire, Shamanaya, AJ Puck, Frankie Montas, and Chris Bassett. That's probably your starting five. You got uh, Daniel Mengden as the long reliever, and then you got uh, Joaquin Soria, JB Wendelkin, Lou Trevino, TJ McFarlane, uh, Liam Hendricks, and use Mario Petit. That's another twelve guys right there. So if they want to have a thirteenth arm there, just for like blowouts or you know uh, you know low leverage situations. They can have that person there. And so they are at 25 guys with who I named right there. If they want a fifth bat on the bench, I mean, do they need a fifth bat? Because what Machine does is basically what Pender does, what Barreto does. um, And they can both do what Canada does. So there's a lot of overlap there. And you don't necessarily need Vemi Machine, who has not faced major league pitching. He'd be there to basically hide on the roster. And if you're going for it, do you really want to... Use a roster spot so you can have this guy that may work out in the long term. Uh, that, that's a decision that is above my pay grade. Um, it, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. If the A's are out of it, uh, you could definitely see him making the 26-man roster. If the A's are competing, which we expect them to, um, then it might come down to Vimeo Machin not being that fifth bat bench or you know, them going to a different direction. It'll really come down to injuries, and that could be uh, on either side of the ball, whether that's in the starting nine or the bench guys or uh, pitching staff. Because as we saw, uh, Jesus Luzardo, he has COVID nineteen, so having to move in Bassett to a starting role as opposed to a you know a swing man long relief role, that has implications on, on my team's job because if Bassett's not going to go as deep, or you know you have to use a tandem starter or something like that then that means that you're going to need another pitcher, and then that affects Vimy machines job. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right there. Um, And so there's injuries. There's how quickly the starters can get stretched out, because if they're not stretched out and they can't go more than five innings or something like that, you're using more bullpen arms, which means you're going to need more bullpen arms. Yeah, there's just a lot of different uh, pieces to this puzzle, and it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out I am a Vimeo Machine fan, and I hope that he, you know, stays with the A's in the long term because uh, that bat can play. When you strike out less than you walk, that is a big plus in my book. And then the the final thing that could, you know, have an impact on Machin's status here is uh, if there's a trade, maybe they trade Robbie Grossman and then uh, Mark Cannon just slots in at, in left field or, you know, Chad Bender slots in in left field or they platoon that somehow. So if there's a trade of a certain player that opens up more playing time for Vimeo machine or just a roster spot for Vimeo Machin, then, uh, then that could have an impact too. Have you guys noticed how many damn makes and models there are on the road these days? That makes it so hard to stock all the car parts you will need in your traditional chain Storefronts. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is this what you want? Meh. Yeah, thanks, traditional retailers. And Why Why do all that? Why wait while the can- guy at the counter has to go into his little computer and try and figure out what kind of car part you need? Rock Auto takes all of that hassle of going from store to store to find what car part you need, and they have all of the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. They have different makes, models. You can pick the manufacturer of the car part you want. You can choose, everything is in your power. Go to rockauto.com. They have what you need. And since rockauto.com is in fact a website, that means you can get rockauto.com on your phone, which is likely in your you know purse or your pocket. So you can figure out the car part you need at the prices you want right now. It's that easy. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. I mean once you're done watching Hamilton, go to rockauto.com and uh, trick out that car of yours because they are great. Uh, They're a family-owned business and they have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us section? And that's let them know that we sent you because they have amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the car parts you will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. So our next question comes to us from Coliseum 1722. And the question is, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a, what, what do you think about this? It's a uh, thoughts on Austin Beck's non-invitation to the six 60 player pool. Um, uh, on the one hand, I get it. He was the sixth overall pick in 2017, and he hasn't really shown the promise that they were expecting quite yet. He had a down season in Stockton last year. He hit 251 with a 714 on base plus slugging, so an OPS of 714. And he struck out 126 times and 338 at bats. Uh, that's not a good percentage by any means. That looks like uh, it higher than 33. That's not good in high A. And then... uh he walked to just 24 times. So looking at the stat line, you could see that they're not seeing a bunch of promise right there. Um, and, you know, that, that is not good. Um, He's still only 21 as of right now. That was his age 20 season. This would be his age 21 season if he was, if baseball was being played. So he's still very young, has plenty of time to figure it out. So it is weird that they didn't put him on the 60 man roster, uh, especially when he was such a high pick just a couple of years ago. So you could see why to a degree uh, they left him off, but. Beck has had a couple of tweets uh, since the announcement that made it seem like he's ready to prove all of his haters wrong. Uh, The first one came on June 30th, and that uh, said, quote, Chip is even bigger now. So, uh, yeah, they they got to him, and I'm kind of here for it. I'm becoming a big Austin Beck fan through these tweets. Uh, the second one was a retweet that he did on July 2nd. And he said, I love, no, he didn't say it. Somebody said it. And he was like, yeah, I agree. Done. He said, uh, the tweet said, I love that people keep doubting me. So this is either one of two things. Well, It's one of a couple of things for these. It's either they left them off the roster because they felt like they didn't have room on, you know, out of 60 players. They're like, eh, Austin Beck's like 61 or 62. That's unlikely, I would assume, because he was such a high pick just a couple years ago, and he's 21, and, uh, you know, you want to show it's, I mean, uh, Lazarito was also left off, and he has high strikeout numbers, so maybe it's like a strikeout thing, I don't know. Uh, But they did include, uh, you know, Tyler Sodestrom, who was their first-round pick just a couple weeks ago. So, I don't know. It's weird. Um, But then, the, the second option, which there's, they didn't have room as the first option. Number two is, uh, it was done as a wake-up call uh, to Austin Beck, and if that is the case, it seems to have worked. He has a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to show out. And uh, if that's the case, they did a damn good job. So uh, then there's a third option, and that is that uh, you know he's out of favor for some reason, and he could be, you know, they, they might be making him a trade piece at some time in the near future. Um, it seems like, the wrong time to make him a trade piece. I mean, he still has the pedigree of, you know, he was a, a top uh, pick just a couple of years ago, as I keep saying, but after his 2019 season, his value is a little bit down, so it'd be a weird time to trade somebody with that pedigree of being a top pick uh, while they're not quite performing up to the standard of that pick uh, by whoever makes the standards. It's not their standards. Uh, some people just take longer to develop. It's okay. So it'd be a weird time for them to trade him. Um, so it's, it's probably two or three. It could be two and three, which is they're going to use him as a trade piece and or and or, uh, they were trying to light a fight or fire under him. So the combination would be they let a fire under him. He shows out in 2021 and then they trade him because his value is higher. It could be something to the, you know, a combination effect on that one. Uh, it kind of depends on where the team's at and how things are going and if they plan on competing soon or if they want more control over a young player or uh, something like that. So Uh, That's my take, I guess. I I hope that they were just trying to light a a fire under them, because uh, if they did, then it worked. And uh, I'm here for the Austin Beck Show for sure. So, uh, yeah, next question. Uh, We got two more here. This one comes from Rotee Eater, I believe is how you say it. R-O-T-E-E underscore Eater. Uh, And it says, when are they going to demolish Mount Davis? It's got to come down eventually, so why not start sooner? Uh, I do not have an answer to this question, and uh, I full-heartedly agree, though, so let's do that. Um, They also included Dave Cavill in that tweet, so I co-signed the tweet. So we got a two-person signature thing, uh, petition. That's the word, petition. We got a two-person petition going to remove Mount Davis. If you feel like co-signing that, just go ahead and find that tweet and then co-sign it, I guess. That's how things work now, right? Just petitions? So the final question also comes from a Locked On member, and that is uh, Jason Hernandez from Locked On Ducks. He does the Anaheim Ducks podcast. Um, His at is StimpyJD. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, let's go with it. So he asked, how many home runs do you think it will take to lead the American League, and who does it? I I was going to take the easy answer and just say Matt Olson would like 50. But that seemed unrealistic and not a real answer. So instead, I wound up doing some math, thanks, um, and I took his home run total from last year and divided that by the number of plate appearances he got, uh, because plate appearances are more important than at-bats in this one, because they also include walks, so I had to use those numbers, and then I also did uh, how many plate appearances he was getting per game that he played, and I did all of those maths. Uh, and it wound up, he was hitting a home run every 15.19 plate appearances, and he was getting 4.3 plate appearances per game. So if he plays 60 games, he's going to have 258 plate appearances, and uh, that would equal roughly 17 home runs. So he's going to lead the league in homers with 17 dingers. Go Matt Olson. I mean, there might be other players that are in contention, but it does... <laughs> Matt Olson is a dinger machine. He's Battleson. He... He hits dingers. I, I legitimately think he has a good shot at actually leading the league if there's a if there's a season. So Matt Olson with 17 dingers final answer. Nobody needs to hit 20 this year. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. So uh, yeah, Matt Olson 17 dingers final answer. End of podcast. Let's get out of here. Um yeah, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any mailbag questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. You can also tweet them at us at Locked On A's. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for today. Stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Run that AC, wear those masks, and uh, I will talk with you guys next week.